Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't. You know, some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is, you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience Podcast. It is me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how are you doing today? Chilling, bro. I'm chilling, chilling. You know, it's going to be a great week next week. You know, aside from me getting my result from the MPTE, it's going to be a... Uh, <laughs> like 48 50 degrees outside so it's gonna be soccer all week long okay okay so a all little bit of break for you i figured I 48 degrees for you is kind of warm whereas 48 down degree here in, in boston is is like summer bro <laughs> like everyone comes out wearing shorts it's really ridiculous. yeah okay. yeah see the difference is down here people just wear shorts all the time so yeah unless it gets to 48 where we put the the, the sweatpants on you oh, know yeah Got you, got you. Well, we got a great podcast for you to get for you guys today. I mean, you know, we Andy and I we get asked this question all the time, all the time. And that question is, how do I get faster? I want to get faster. Please help me get faster. What do I do to get faster? <laughs> if I if I had a if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me that on Instagram, I'll, I'll be rich by now. Man. <laughs> like, it seems like the obsession really is about you know speed. I mean. Well, if you take if you think about how the game has changed, you know the past couple of years, it's 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 relied heavily on speed, and I can understand why people want to get faster. Yeah, and you know what? Like speed is very interesting because when players say I want to get faster, they often don't know in what context they want to do so, or yeah. maybe they do know and they just don't know how to express it. So. Do you want to get faster as in you're a goalkeeper and you want to get like your five-yard sprint speed up so you can get to like balls coming at you faster? Are you a uh, like a wingback or a winger who has to run 50, 60, 70 meters in one sprint and you want to get faster that way? Or are you the type of midfielder that has to go back and forth the entire match and you're getting tired at the end of the match and then you're slowing down? You know, so there, there's a lot of different ways you can kind of define speed. Um, I think today we're going to really focus on kind of getting the middle ground where, you know, you have maybe a 40, 50 yard sprint yeah, and just, you just, just want to be faster overall in like one short burst. Yeah. Just getting from point A to point B basically. Nope. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, um, so here we go. So, so the, the main thing, well, before I start, I got to say, um, you know, I've some, one guy asked me, you know, am I going to be, if I train hard, can I be as fast as Mbappe? Well, let, let me let me be the first one to say it. there are people that, that are going to be faster than others, as genetics is heavily involved here. There are people who have a, a faster, fast reach muscle proportion than others, so naturally they're going to be faster. But that doesn't mean that you can't get faster. It's just some people, you know, the the proportion. How, how well will I say it? So it's the the there, there's two different kind of muscle involved here there's a type one muscle which they call it the slow twitch muscle 
and muscle type. And then there's type two, which is a fast twitch muscle type. Some people have a higher proportion of type two muscle type muscle type than others. So that's why they're naturally faster. If you, if you think back in middle school when you're doing sprint training in a not not sprint training you you're doing you're doing sprint in the gym and there's that one kid no training nobody has any training but yet he just blows past everybody that kid has a higher proportion of fast twitch muscle fiber than others so that's why they're naturally faster but that doesn't mean that you who have a lower proportion of fast twitch muscle can't get faster so this is what we're going to talk about today how do you get a higher proportion of fast twitch muscle fiber types so that you can actually be faster. And the first thing you got to do, and that is getting stronger. I know soccer players don't like to hear about strength training, but hey, man, listen, what's, what, what is speed? You know, when you say there's a ball in front of you, five yard distance, and you have to sprint really hard to beat your man to get to that ball five yard distance, right? So you have, to, you have to put force on the ground to prepare yourself forward so that you can get to the ball. And how do you do that? You generate force on the ground to prepare yourself forward. So it natu- logically, if you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get to that ball. So this is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't, you know, some people like to go to the gym. Some people like to do other type of strength, body weight. I don't care, but the, the, the point is you have to get stronger. The stronger you get, the more force you can generate on the ground and the faster you can get, the less stride it will take you to get to that distance that you want. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Um, getting stronger is very, very underrated because most players think that the stronger you get, the heavier you get. Oh, we're gonna talk, I'm going gonna, gonna to mention, but we're going to talk about that too. Okay, we'll, we'll get into yeah. that in a yeah, little yeah. bit. You, you, yeah. can, you, can, you can go, I'll follow suit. I'll follow. Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, when you get stronger, you don't necessarily get heavier. And if, you're, if you do get heavier, right, that's solid muscle mass. And that muscle mass is probably going to go to your lower body anyway. And that mass is going to be directly proportional to how much force you can develop. Thus, if you have a player that's very strong, has a lot of muscle mass in their legs, they're going to be a lot faster, even though they are heavier. And on top of it, if you are heavier, that's almost better if you're sprinting because now I'm heavier and stronger than the guy next to me who's probably going for the same ball I am. Yeah, exactly. Well, one tiny correction on me, they have the potential to be faster. Yes, yes. Because just because you're strong doesn't mean that you're fast. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. You, you have to be stronger to be faster. But you can see there are people who are stronger than other people, but they're not fast. You know, this is where plyometrics comes into play. Because you have to, not only that, you, you're supposed to generate more force on the ground to be faster, right? But to get faster, you also have to generate that force in a split second, right? How, 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 how fast can you stomp on the ground to prepare yourself forward? Does it take you one second? Or does it take you 0.001 second? I can bet you the guy, that, the guy that can generate that force to propel himself forward to get to that five-yard five yard distance, if he can put force on the ground in, say, 0.02 seconds, he's going to be faster. 
So how do you, and that's trainable. That's the good thing about it. That's trainable. How do you make sure that you can generate force really fast? Plyometric training. You know, that's why you see players, you know, do jump training. That plyometric is a fancy term for jump training. You see players doing single leg jumping. You see them going, jumping off box, jumping over hurdles. Those are the training. Those trainings are designed to help you generate force really fast, which is going to in turn help you with getting faster. I don't know if you have anything to add to that too. Yeah. So plyometrics are so helpful in so many facets of training, not just for sprint training, but one of the great things about plyometric is it carries over to other areas of your game. Um, Mm, It makes you stronger going up for headers. Um, It makes you stronger in the box, things like that. But when you're training for plyometrics, it's very easy to just do bilateral, which means like two foot exercises. So let's say you're doing something like a box jump. You jump up with two feet, you land on the box with two feet, um, things like that, you know. But you also have to do unilateral exercises, meaning yes. one leg exercises. So maybe you jump up from the ground off one foot and you jump onto a box, you land with the same foot. Or you do a series of bunny hops over a bunch of hurdles, you know, one foot, one foot, one foot. And if you think about it, this translates very well into sprinting and running because when you're running, you're only actually using one leg on the ground at at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to really be good at making a lot of force with one leg, you have to train that way. So that's why I think unilateral uh, plyometric exercises are super good. Um, Actually, I was on Instagram the other day. I saw Sergio Ramos. Doing yeah, unilateral, like yeah, unilateral uh, box jumps. Yeah. And you, you think to what makes him so good at the end of matches, it's him scoring headers at 90 plus three, 90 plus four minutes. And mm. you think about it, he trains that way. You know, he's doing repetitive unilateral power exercises that's going to make him better at what he does. And it also translates to other areas of his game because he's also, he's not a slow guy. He's a fast Yeah, he's not slow. Yeah, so I mean, there, there are so many ways that plyometric exercises are useful, I think, for speed development, um, for sprinting, unilateral exercises along with bilateral are the way to go. Yeah. And, and if I may add one other thing is oftentimes players train in one plane. Like they train in one, for example, when you can jump, when you jump over a box, that's in one plane. But there's, you also got to jump laterally too because a lot of, a lot of, when you cut, Say, for example, I'm Marcus, I'm Marcus Rashford, I'm down the line, and then I get the ball and I'm going directly in front of the player, and then I have to cut inside. You know, when you cut inside, you're making, you're making an explosive, you're making a power move laterally. So, of course, you have to train laterally as well. You have to do explosive plyometric drill in a laterally fashion, if that makes sense. Yes, that does. And one more thing to go off of that. A lot of people, when they see um, videos or they see people training and there's a lot of twisting and turning in the, either the weight room or on the training pitch, they say, wow, that, that looks kind of dangerous, right? He's doing a lot of twisting on his knee. I don't really like that. Supposed to do that. Here, that's the thing. You have to do that because if you're going to do it during a game, you have to do it in training. I agree. your injury risk while doing it during training is so much lower than doing it out on the pitch during a game when you have players coming at you that are trying to compete against you. So you really got to practice how you play. And 
that really goes over into like speed development, training drills, just like that. Yeah. So and the other thing that you also have to work on if you want to get faster is something called mobility. Mobility is basically, you know, how freely can, you know, your, your body segment move, you know, you know, if I'm, if I'm moving my hip um, forward, now how far can that hip goes? And is that hip restricted? That's one example. So the, the, the thing about mobility and strength training is, is it's a little tricky because when you put on, when you do strength training, sometimes the byproduct could be you gain some mass, you gain some muscle mass. And when you gain some muscle mass, you, that reduce some of your mobility. So that's why I always advocate players to always work on mobility and flexibility because as you get stronger and you put on more muscle, your mobility is going to reduce. And what happens is when your mobility reduces, all of a sudden when you're running, your stride length all of a sudden is a little bit less. So, you know, if, if your stride length is, if it takes you, if it takes you, say, for example, like I lunge my leg forward to when I'm sprinting, how far can that leg, can I lunge that leg forward? If it's, if it's too small, if it's, if the distance is too small, then it's going to take me a lot, a lot more stride to get to the distance that I want, right? But if my mobility is good and when I take long stride, you see like Paul Pogba when he runs, he takes long stride. Well, that's probably due to his long legs, but you get the point. Like he takes, it takes, it takes him less stride to get to a distance it's because he's got great mobility. And because of that, you have to work on your mobility as well. You have to work on that mobility because it makes you more flexible. It makes, you know, it, it fine tunes everything. It helps you generate more power because, you know, you're able to move more freely. If you're able to move more freely, you can get a little bit faster. I don't know. Is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah. And I feel like one of the major keys for sprinting is if you want to be good at sprinting, you have to have two things, right? You have to have a large stride length, which is uh, something that could really be improved by mobility exercise. Mm -hmm. And every stride that you take has to be strong and powerful, That's which right. is kind of what we addressed in the earlier part of this episode here. Um, so mobility is very, very key because even if you're super powerful, if your strides are very, very short, it's going to take you more strides overall to get to wherever you need to go. Yep. And that's just not being efficient. Exactly. You know, that's why, that's why you got to work on that hamstring flexibility. If your hip is tight, you got to, got to work on that hip. Is that eventually, you know, it's not, it's not, as, like Andy said, it's not efficient. If it takes you 17,000 strides to get to five yards, you know, if you get a little bit of mobility, it might take you less and that inherently going to get you faster. Mm -hmm. Yep. And following up with that sprint mechanic, this is one that I, that's, I think that's overlooked. I don't know if you agree with me, but that's over. I don't see players work on their sprint mechanic, you know, acceleration, which is probably the crucial thing in soccer because, you know, the, in, in the midfield area, if you, if you think in particular in the midfield area, if you have to like win a ball, you know, that, that the distance you have to accelerate, it's, it's about like five, five yards and sometimes less. Yeah, let's see. I'll say the average is about five yards. So when, you, when you're accelerating five yards, you know, there, certain, you need to know what your body needs to be doing to accelerate a little bit faster. You know, what is your hip doing? What is your arm doing? How's your trunk position? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 
the mechanics are key in the aspect of it allows you to be more efficient, right? Exactly. So, and this is where also you have to train the whole body, right? Because if you're just training lower body, you also have to train your trunk, your core, your upper extremity to allow you to use the strength that you developed in your lower extremities at their highest potential, right? So exactly. if, you're, if you're not using the mechanics right in your upper body, it's going to make your lower body more less efficient. Exactly. So in, in that way, you're kind of going against everything that you just trained. And you also, Oh, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things like using your arms and your torso more effectively and you know, getting off the mark more quickly and having better footwork. These are things that, could, that can be improved relatively quickly, not because you're getting stronger, but because you're just allowing the muscle that you have to be more efficient. Yeah, the other thing, um, efficiency, I like the word efficiency because with efficiency, it comes with you burn less energy. It's kind of like fine-tuning your car, right? You know, you have this car, but it's not fine-tuned and you burn more gas, you know, throughout the day. So when you're running, if, if your arm and legs are not doing what they're supposed to do properly, you're going to leak some energy. You know, say it takes you a certain amount of energy to get to five yards. If you're able to change your sprint mechanic, it takes you less energy to get there. Then you get less, less tired afterwards. And that's why it's, it's, it's worthwhile. I encourage every player to actually work on sprint mechanic because, you know, it's really, really important, especially when, when things become more competitive and every player is fast. One of the things that will put you maybe one yard ahead of the other player is your mechanic. Yep, definitely. Um, la- no, you, do you have anything you add? No, just just the last one, which I think you're about to get into. Yeah, the last one. The last one, guys. Is people <laughs> players always ask me, "How do I get faster? You know, do I do this? Do I do that?" And I ask them, "Are you? How many times a week are you doing an acceleration drill? How many times a week are you sprinting?" They're like. Um, no, I, I only do that in game guys. If you, if you want to get faster, right, you get, you do all the things that we mentioned above, you got stronger, you do plyometric drill, you work on your mobility, you know, your sprint mechanics, then you have to put the whole thing together. How do you do that? You sprint, you want to get faster. You want to get better at doing something. You got to do it. You I want to get faster at, at soccer. I play soccer. You want to get faster at sprinting. You have to sprint. You have to do all the things that I mentioned above. But lastly, you have to put time in your calendar throughout the week to sprint. You have to sprint. You have to do acceleration. That's the only way to... And the advantage of that too is just when you sprint, you increase your fast rich muscle proportion. Getting stronger, getting stronger help you get more fast rich muscle. Plyometric drills help you get faster twitch muscle as well as sprinting. You have to do, you have to sprint. Yeah. yeah and just to kind of get into the whole um, slow twitch, fast twitch fibers for uh, a little bit more here. I, I, you hear this all the time where it could be in like fast twitch versus slow twitch or slow metabolism versus fat me- or fast metabolism, things like that, where it's so easy to write yourself off saying, oh, I don't have the genetics for this, which is why I'm not good at it. So I'm never going to be good at it. But I really do believe in reality that your genetics really 
don't matter until you get to an elite level. Because until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. You know, I could have the worst kind of muscle fiber uh, components in the world. But if I'm out there, if I'm in the gym, I'm training, you can actually change your muscle fiber. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I just think that it's important to really, really put in the time, dedication, effort into giving it your all. And if you give it your all and you still don't get there, well, guess what? That's probably the difference between you getting like a silver in the Olympics and the gold in the Olympics. You know, it's the, the genetics part of it is so high up there in terms of um, things you can't really control and things you can't change that I really think if you really just focus on getting stronger, more powerful, more mobile, you have better mechanics, you're doing more than 99.9% of the players out there and you're going to get the result that you want. Well said. Well said. And that is it. That is, that is the podcast for the day, guys. I hope, you know, it, it, it will take us like the whole day if we have to go into the nitty gritty of every, every key point that we mentioned here, like how to train for, how to get stronger. What, what exercise should I do for plyometric? What exercise should I do for mobility? What should I do? If we go into details about each one of them, it will take us like the whole day. But, you know, we hope that with the little basic that we gave you, you know, you, you know, it's not just, I, I know this. Now you have to do your research as well to figure out, okay, now they talk about being stronger, getting stronger, plyometric mobility, sprint mechanic and sprint. All right. Now, how am I going to put that into my schedule? What things I'm going to do? You have to do your own diligent work as well. You know, that's, that's the other thing that too, just listening to the podcast is, is not enough. Like you have to do your research to figure out, okay, what, what drills is, 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 is more efficient? What should I do? Which one sh- I shouldn't do? This kind of stuff. You have to put in the work as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think just to kind of summarize our points from getting faster, right? So I think the main points we have are mobility, right? Because yes. with mobility, you have greater stride length. Like every step that you take is longer. Yep. Um, and strength training and power training because with every sh- – step that you take it has to be full of power because you need to propel yourself forward and that's that's really it guys in terms of how to get faster it sounds simple but of course it's easier said than done but you know it's going to take time effort dedication to get the result that you want yeah and guys it takes about physiological physiological change take about four to six weeks to happen don't think you start doing all this for two weeks and you think you're gonna get fat no it's gonna take it's gonna take a month. It's a month and, and and maybe more. You know, the average minimum is four weeks. That's that's the amount of time it takes for you to start seeing some changes. Four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's why when you go out there, you buy training programs. That's why they said four to six weeks because that's the amount of time it takes to to get those changes in your body to become faster. Yep. So if you if you in listening to this and you think you got an idea and you want to write yourself a, a training program, you have to stick with it for at least four weeks and you have to train at least, I don't want to, I don't know what the, the exact volume is, but you know, don't you have to, at least three times that week you have to train. No, I agree a hundred percent. All right. That's the podcast today, guys. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Y'all know where to find us by now. Um, We'll see you guys next week. All right. Peace.